0: welcome back uh, to another edition of Mormon expression I'm your host John Larson and tonight um, we've got another great uh, podcast coming at you I hope if not I'll edit this out so you won't hear it <laughs> it's gonna be a great podcast first of all we have some of our regulars uh, Tom hey Tom hey what's up hope this doesn't suck <laughs> yeah thanks thanks <laughs> and um, also on the on the not sucking front we have Glenn hey Glenn. Hey, John. How are you doing? Good.
1: So Glenn sounds a little down in the mouth.
2: Yeah, I was, I was, waiting, for, <laughs> I was waiting for the second. I'm, I'm nervous. This is a banned document that we're doing here. I, I could get caught. Shh,
0: don't, 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 te- don't give it away. I,
2: we haven't introduced it yet. And then, of course... Oh, yeah, like people haven't seen the title that they're listening to of the episode. What, are you going <laughs> to write it upside down or something? You know, that's funny, Glenn. I've never thought of that before.
0: I always thought I was being super sneaky during the first two minutes, and everybody yeah. always knows. I'm going to stop <laughs> yeah. putting it in the title. Okay. But that's a good you've idea. You've thrown off my whole juju for the whole night. <laughs> <laughs> we can start over. Uh, it wouldn't help. All right. Um, Zilpha. Hey, Zilpha.
1: Hello. That didn't sound down in, down in the mouth, did it?
0: No, no. And then, um, Heather, returning, is this your second time?
3: This is my second time.
0: Here in the uh, in the Den of Iniquity. Yes, I thought it was going to be called Fist in Your Face. <laughs> I thought it, I thought it was li- Liquid Fist. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, welcome back, Heather, to your your second. We expect big things out of you. Don't um, don't disappoint.
3: Great. Thanks for laying on the pressure.
0: And also <laughs> um, visiting us for the first time, we have uh, we have Michael Wagstaff. Hey, Michael. Hey. Now, Michael and I have a special special relationship. <laughs> oh dear. Oh boy. <laughs> I didn't say that part, John. <laughs> Um, M- Michael and I were we we uh, served our missions together.
4: You guys are like missionary companion buddies. Not not exactly companions, but we lived together. How about that?
0: Wow. And and awesome. I think I think you, you beat were, me to it. You had been out like six months before I had. So you were like a you know an old veteran, and I was a noob. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah, John said you seemed so wise. <laughs> <laughs> is
0: that so what you guys I said? went?
5: Did you yeah. guys ever go tracting together?
0: I don't know if we did. I don't. I don't remember if we did. We ate a lot of dinners together. Whenever, we, yeah. Um, so I served with the Laotians, and Wags. Here mm. served with the Vietnamese. Oh. Wags is short for Wagstaff. Just in <laughs> case anybody didn't catch that. What was your? What, you know, we all use pseudonyms for some reason. I don't know why. What, what was? What was your Viet name? It was Antai. That's right. Mine was Sombun, kind of like anti, anti. What does that one mean? Uh, lucky. lucky, talented. Un, un was like big brother, wasn't it? It yeah. was what you guys used in place of elder. Yeah. Sombun J- mean fat.
1: <laughs> I thought you said it was like fertile. That's what you told me when you.
0: <laughs> it was a play on words. It was a play on words. It was both fat and fertile. Um. So, yeah, there's, there's our diversion for the, for for the, for the, the podcast. All right. So tonight, um, let's see. We were looking at the calendar. Um, last, I think November, we released a podcast on the Church Handbook of Instructions. The interesting thing about the podcast is, uh, we went through the 2006 edition of the Church Handbook of Instructions. And about the time that it was released, we, they released, the church released a new edition that we didn't actually know was in the works when we recorded it. Um, so we have been planning on doing a follow-up to give you an update on the new 2010 shiny church handbook of instructions. So now uh, there's an interesting sort of story behind it. Um, of course, the old church mm-hmm. handbook of instructions is still was on WikiLeaks, the the infamous WikiLeaks page. Is it still up there? Does anybody know?
1: Uh,
0: WikiLeaks I'm is not sort sure. of last on time hard I looked. Times. Yeah,
1: it, the site wasn't
5: up. We- we yeah. should also mention that the Church Handbook of Instructions is is listed into two books: Book One and Book Two.
0: Yes, yeah. So, so I mean, for a brief introduction, the the Church Handbook of Instructions has two books. One is aimed at bishops and stake presidents, and the other is aimed at auxiliary leaders, you know, like women um, and and other members of the church. So, neither of them were available um, for the two thousand six edition in the distribution center and the book one, the one aimed at bishops and stake presidents was highly restricted. Um, you could only get it as a matter of fact, we talked about this even like high councilmen and those type of individuals weren't allowed the book. Um, so they released it, uh, the new edition we're going to talk about tonight in 2010, um, around about sometime around November, the end of October. Um, and, and, um, the second book, from what I understand, I haven't been desert book is now available for purchase. Any member of the church really? can get it, which is a big, big thing because we talked about that. Um, there is a section in both books, probably the most important section. We're gonna where we're gonna spend the bulk of time tonight called policies, which tells you about things like um, uh, abortion and um, all all that other like uncomfortable stuff. And Just kind
5: of do's and don'ts. Yeah. Do's and
0: don'ts. Yeah, and and a section of that. There's a, there's an extended um piece in the bishop's version and there's a smaller piece in the second book. So the fact that the second book is now distributed to members widely shows a great deal of progress. And the fact that we criticized that, the new one came out, coincidence, huh? I don't know.
5: Well, and book two is also available free online on the LDS.org website. Yeah, so
0: you know, we we criticize the church and kudos to the church. They have come through. And now it is it is most of the policies are available to the general membership.
1: Um, that's as it should be.
0: As it should be. Uh, is there
5: enough pe- is there
0: enough people in the studio to do a wave after that one? <laughs> Just about <laughs> uh yeah, so so that that was one of that I think I think that was probably my chief criticism. So we're we're making good progress. I, I still think that the um first book should be distributed. I don't think you should have any any secret um Policies that a church, especially the Church of God, doesn't need secret policies, does it,
4: John? I understood you could actually go into the bishop's office and read it there.
0: Yeah, but how would yes. you how would you know
4: that? I, I understand that's a big problem, but I I mean, <laughs> it, it, secret but almost it's
5: secret but sacred. There so you go. don't want any secrets, right, John? You don't want anything to be. Under the table, no secrets at all. You want it all out on the table, Not in right? terms
0: of policy. I mean, there are private things, and there's a difference between secret policy and private things, you know. Um, when I confess to the bishop that I masturbate, he doesn't have to announce that to the ward, but if he has Why like a special <laughs> policy on masturbators, he should he should have that out front. I'm not book. sure you should feel unable <laughs> <in> <laughs> to announce it to everybody here either. <laughs> I I was talking purely hypothetical, Tom. Oh, okay. All all right. I, I resent that we you We have would try no to...
1: masturbators here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just saying. <laughs> no, I think I think that's But but now that I've praised the church, I can't let that just slide. Um the fact that there's these policy changes that we're going to talk about tonight, where they've, they've actually physically, well, not physically, they've changed the policy in the book. 2006 said one thing, 2010 said another thing. There was no vetting period. There was no public, you know, dispersal of that. If you think about it in the abstract, the church has changed. On, on November 1st, the church changed in some ways drastically, and it just, no one knew. Unless you well, happen to have both books,
1: you'd have to compare side by side, which not a lot of people are going to be doing.
5: In in the defense of the church, though, they actually held a worldwide training broadcast, and then he broke it down and and you know how like every few years they have a worldwide yeah, but training. Did you
1: go to it, Tom?
0: No, but I did I listen imagine. to it. That, that is imagine. that is good. Who who was invited? The entire membership or just the priesthood leadership? I believe
5: most of the leadership, but most membership were in. We're invited. You can access the audio, and I don't know if you can access the video, but you can access the audio on on their website.
1: So, did they go into most of the changes?
5: Um, yeah, um, I don't think they touched on the homosexuality one. Well, it's been a while a... since I've listened to it, but
1: yeah, well, I, I would think that they would bring out the things that that were um, that they saw as positive changes, and that they would not bring out ones that people might complain about.
5: Yeah, and they Tom, talked about how many pages they w- were able to shave off and, and that they're trying to reduce meetings and meeting times.
2: Sorry, mm-hmm. go, did, ahead did, go ahead, yeah. Oh, I was just wondering, did, did they mention why the changes were made? I mean, is it this is what Heavenly Father wants for his church? or
5: More efficient. Just to be more streamlined yeah. and efficient.
2: I, I mean, that's kind of what I saw. I the the only sections that i really looked closely at and i think you know, you know we, we we may get to these in some detail maybe not was just the missionary section and the ordinance section and it looked to me like it was really just that they, they changed a lot of formatting things that there were some kind of significant things that that were changed but it did seem like efficiency fits if that's what they were saying but i yeah, i don't know I, I'm, I'm always interested in, in that motivation. Why are they changing it? Who's like under whose authority? Uh, well, besides those guys this, in the, the church have of to do
0: something all day long, right? Yeah, I, I mean, there's probably legions of people who've been working on this thing for since 2006. Well, it's like every
2: time there were new APS in the mission field, there was a new policy that came or a new mission program that came out you know there's something that you've got to be doing there's probably a new version of the church handbook of instructions that are being worked on now that people are looking at and what were the problems to to be clarified i don't i don't know that's not all
0: bad i i I actually think that most revisions in this book were good um but i just think the church needs to be more transparent and obviously they've made huge strides kudos to the church yay church <laughs> that that was fun.
2: You,
0: you, you seem to be doubting my sincerity there.
2: Go no, ahead. it's just interesting to hear me asking if it was God that changed it, and you saying, "Yay, church."
0: Yeah, you know, the church is a corporation in part. It's not fully a corporation, but they have to do corporate things. You know, they have to revise their policy and procedure manual. They have to have editors. They have to have all that kind of stuff. So that th- that that sort of stuff is just going to happen. Um, I just think this stuff should all be online and. And out in the in the completely in the open, that's all. But funny you should say that because let's still go and uh, air this out in the open. They're not going to do it. I am. <clears throat> all right. Handbook one: Stake Presidents and Bishops, the 2010 edition. First of all, I want to say it. The they redid the format, and it is a hundred times better in, in terms of manuals. Agreed. If you like manuals, you'll like this manual.
3: (laughs) I'm involved in technical writing. so. was that my problem?
0: All right, let's hear hear the technical writer. Give us the... the Well,
3: (laughs) I don't... It's just organized much better, I believe. You can find things easier. Um, In the 2006 version, the welfare instructions were broken up into several several different sections in different parts of the manual, and they have consolidated it all to one place. I just think it's better organized.
0: Yeah, I I, I agree. And if you think about one of the problems the church has is... They don't train their leaders, um, which must be a huge headache for them. Um, I would assume that's what mostly the powers that be, the seventy and the twelve, do is just go around putting out fires from their from their untrained well, leadership. I
5: think I think they would say they do train them, but I think the definition of training is what's up for debate.
0: I mean, I, if- that's a good point, Tom. They, they, and and this is I, I guess that's where I was getting to is is they're trying to make this more digestible, this manual here, you know, where they. They don't send them to, like, a six-month boot camp in Salt Lake City or anything like that. So they, they you know, have to try to make this stuff um, presentable. And I think they made a, a better um, stride at that with the 2010 edition.
2: And I just want to echo what Heather said about, you know, the technical writing, where the, in the 2006 version, they, they might have six paragraphs that say some redundant things. And in the 2010 version, they'll have two paragraphs Really consolidate the message, and and where they do list out some some instructions, they'll start with active verbs like you should write or act or run, you know, and and they're very consistent in the formatting there, and they'll use numbers one, two, three, much more consistently than the two thousand six. So I I thought from a technical writing perspective, it, it was much better there.
0: Yeah, and uh, that's going to help the problem that people don't read it. Um, speaking of people not reading it, let's talk about <laughs> Packer for a minute. Um, was the 2010 wow. fall session? Did you like that segue? Wow! Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was like professional. Is that what you mean by wow? <laughs> yeah, it is. You're, you're you're blown away by my my transitional skills.
5: Basking <laughs> in the intelligence that is John Larson. Ooh. I am.
0: <laughs> so so this thing was released right at the first of November. Conference um, was the first of October. This thing must have been proved final text late summer at the at the latest before it went to the printers. Um so how come um Elder Packer didn't read the, this manual because his talk contradicted um the the statements and policies in here?
1: Uh, I think he was trying to sneak out that talk before this came out.
0: What well, uh, what's also- <laughs> what's going on with the correlation committee? Do they need a shakeup? I mean But when no, I mean but no, but no, I, no members ended- saw
1: the saw the new version of, of the homosexuality issues, Bef- I mean, before he did the talk, so he was pretty clear to say whatever the heck he wanted.
2: I don't know, because in the missionary section, when it talked about homosexuality, it used the word tendencies. Did it really? In the new one? Yeah.
5: Yeah. I think, I think it just goes to show that uh, President Packer's talk wasn't pre-screened. I mean, that's why they edited it after the fact.
0: I don't know. I, I just find that so hard to believe, that the, the church doesn't pre-screen the talks.
1: Yeah, but the well, church maybe is they only Maybe Packer. they don't pre-screen
0: I mean, all the talks, but
5: people in the high rankings, like, the president of the Quorum of the Twelve or the First Presidency, maybe they don't have to
0: be pre-screened. Yeah, you would yeah, but... think
1: that they wouldn't have to because who's going to pre-screen them, themselves? No,
0: but exactly. it, it's the opposite problem. I mean, if some, like, knuckleheaded 70 said something, like, oh, he's just a 70. <laughs> but if, uh, if a member of the Twelve gets up, I mean, people will people will drink the Kool-Aid, you know? John,
4: who's going to stop him?
0: The Correlation yeah.
4: Committee. Oh no, no, no! no, no. <laughs> no. You, you, got a, you got a member of the old guard, the Twelve. I mean,
0: one of the old guys, right? Yeah. Who's going to stop him? You just change it on the teleprompter. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I like, have an oh. interesting question, though. What did Packer say that's out of line with this new version?
0: Um. Well, you remember he he was basically well. Let, let's let's instead of my um, going on, let's let's look at the what the book says about homosexuality. So oh, you got gonna, him, Heather.
3: Well, I was just thinking about what he said, and while I highly disagree with it, I don't necessarily think it disagrees with what's, with, with what's in the man. Wait, you highly
0: disagree with what I said or Packer? No, Packer. Oh, okay, that's fine. That's, fine.
3: <laughs>
0: that's allowed. <laughs> <laughs>
3: but not disagreeing with John.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay, um, so let's go through um, homosexual behavior. Um, on page, uh, 165 of the new manual, if you can get your hands I on one. I think it's
1: 185. That's, or 87. That's the 2006 version. Oh, right. 165. Okay, got it.
5: This is the build-up suspense right here.
0: This is the part that gets cut out.
1: This is the part where oh. John's trying to find where he needs to be.
0: <clears throat> okay, so, Homosexual Behavior and Same-Gender Attraction, Section 17.3.6. Homosexual behavior violates the commandments of God, is contrary to the purpose of human sexuality, and deprives people of the blessings that can be found in family life and in the saving ordinance of the gospel. If members engage in homosexual behavior, church leaders should help them have a clear understanding of faith in Jesus Christ. Um, While opposing homosexual behavior, the church reaches out with understanding and and respect to the individuals who are attracted to those of the same gender. Um, What's key here is what's missing. Well, let's
5: let Heather break down the changes and what uh, okay.
3: um, yeah. the first part is that they remove distort loving relationships from the list of consequences of homosexual behavior so where it says um, that it deprives people of the blessings that can be found in the family life and in the saving ordinances of the gospel they're used to also include distorts loving relationships
0: distorts loving relationships okay yes.
3: um, let's see the other change was that homosexual thoughts or feelings are removed from the list of things that homosexuals must repent of.
0: And I, so now I, they they can now think about it. I, I think that's probably... <laughs> Without
1: getting church disciplined. That's
0: probably one of the most important changes because the church held and, and and has taught for a long time that the thought or the, the attraction itself was the sin. Um, and, and this change is huge because it acknowledges that homosexuality as a it, it sort of validates homosexuality as a state of being as opposed to homosexuality as an action. Um because before they you know they would say you you aren't there are no homosexual. I mean I've heard church talks that say there are no homosexuals. It's purely a verb. And and this sort of breaks that distinction back down again saying you can have homosexual thoughts and feelings. You can be a homosexual but you are only sinning if you if you act on it. So it's a, it's a subtle but but important distinction.
1: But in the in the two thousand six version, they they said over and over again homosexual behavior. They made it. I I think they made it clear that they were talking about behavior and not.
0: Well, the, but they had the homosexual thoughts and feelings in the two thousand six edition that they yanked out. There was a phrase there that said homosexual thoughts and feelings. So they've always been against homosexual behavior, and they continue to be so. But it it seems that they're validating that there are homosexuals. And this goes to the, to the, you can be a worthy member of the church and be, um, as gay as the day is long, as long as you don't do anything about it. Yep.
3: Yeah. I can, I can see what you're, what you mean now. And I can see what, what you mean about, uh, how Pecker is contradicting what is said here. Um, the thing that occurred to me though as I was listening to you talk is that I almost think that this 2010 edition, um, If you want to look at it from a righteousness perspective, it's almost a step backwards for what the church leadership holds as as the standard of human behavior. Because if you look at the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament, the Old Testament was you can't do A, B, and C. And the New Testament is if you even think about it, you're sinning. So the church is kind of taking, I think, the right step, but they're taking a step backwards and saying you can think about it, you just can't do it.
0: Um, Well, here's – I take a different – take on i I take a different take on the new testament (laughs) my thing you know the 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 passage generally quoted is when christ said whosoever looketh on a woman lusteth after her in his heart or whoever so what whoever whoever, whoever,
1: adultery already in his heart
0: that's the one thanks for the bible okay (laughs) so my take on that verse is 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 jesus is saying look you guys are condemning adulterers but you're all all adulterers by nature. You don't have any grounds to condemn people. He, he. I think it's a misread by conservatives saying it's a sin to to, to, to lust after. after. He's saying everybody lusts, so you can't necessarily just condemn some people because you're all in the same boat. So um, that 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 would be my take. But I you think,
3: have schooled me. I now agree with you.
0: <laughs> I think your take, your read, is the church's read, but I think it's a misread.
5: Yeah, you don't have to agree with John.
0: On all points. Hey, back off. <laughs> 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 all right. So then there's this other f- f- um, the other part I, I want to read because it's, it's very important. Because um, it, it, it highlights the point I was trying to make about what they added in the 2010 edition. If members feel same-gender attraction but do not engage in any homosexual behavior, leaders should support and encourage them in their resolve to live the law of chastity and control unrighteous thoughts. These members may receive church callings if they're worthy and qualified in every other way. They may also hold temple recommends and receive temple ordinances. There it is. Homosexuality was decriminalized.
3: Yeah. Well, the thoughts and feelings, but not the actions yet.
0: Right. now, But the question still remains, if I'm a gay guy and I go to church and I bring my boyfriend, who I haven't slept with, and we do this the the Mormon thing, we rub each other's backs <laughs> and we hold hands and I and I give well, him then, a peck then, out and I, Am I then, am I still cool? No, right?
1: you're you're acting, you're, it's a, it's homosexual behavior and you're in trouble.
0: Rubbing okay. each other's backs? Oh yeah. That's okay for I the get, heterosexuals, right? I
5: think that would be able to do interpretation for the local leader. That's
0: you'd,
2: what I think. you'd get
0: you'd get called in and asked to probably stop. I would get asked to not come back.
3: Yeah, I think you've yeah, me to feel unwelcome.
5: Yeah, there might be there might be some leaders would be like, yeah,
0: that's all right. Tom, let, let's do an experiment. Yeah. We live close to each other. <laughs> let's go oh, down to yeah, let's do go down it. to Springville uh, uh, totally and see what happens. Yeah,
3: I will pay you each ten dollars if you do it. Don't tease me.
0: I'll do it.
5: <laughs> I will pay you ten dollars. Hey,
0: John is a piece of ice candy. So
5: I mean,
1: <laughs> that'd be awesome.
0: <laughs> so, um, I, I, I do think that this is a colossal stride forward. I mean, the church still has a long ways to go, but, but wow. I mean, I think this is, this is very important.
2: So how would they know that you weren't like brother like if if I went with my brother and my brother leaned forward and I started massaging his shoulders in church or scratching his back or something how like what would Have people you ever be uncomfortable seen with that? such behavior? It
4: depends on what country you're in. Right. Honestly. I mean no. I- in 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 Vietnam if in other countries. The Country of Utah.
1: Oh. <laughs> it would it okay, would Okay, okay, okay. Go
4: back to that hypothetical. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to Glenn's hypothetical. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't. I don't think the church. that would be my, so
1: out of the ordinary. My, my point
0: is, the church still has an ick factor when it comes to homosexuals, and they've still got a long ways to go before they will fully embrace the homosexuals. When
1: so. they say thoughts and feelings, that's because they don't want to see anything having to do with homosexuality. If you're completely hiding it, absolutely, then they're fine.
5: Right. They're get, yeah. They, I mean, with this kind of. Uh changes that they've been making in these books i mean they're getting so close to accepting i mean just little by little i mean you wouldn't think so with the prop 8 debacle but
1: no i i you can tell
5: they're trying that there's at least some aspect that they are trying to be more accepting
1: yeah they they want they want to be more loving and um non-judgmental and accepting but they can't they can never accept homosexuality unless they want to totally shake the foundation of their of their um beliefs i mean the whole yep. you know afterlife is would have to be restructured
5: yep it would it would completely destroy the importance of genders
1: yeah which right now is of supreme importance in the church so
2: you know i I I had that sense when I started reading this as well. And and I know that homosexuality and being a transgendered person is two different things. But when I was looking under ordinances and they were talking about baptism for transsexuals, the the wording difference between 2006 and 2010 was very subtle. And instead of saying transsexuals who – are considering elective surgery should not be baptized, which is what two thousand six said. Now it says they may not be baptized or confirmed. Wow! And it, it was kind of like, yeah, I, I, I'm with you, Zilpha. I think that there's a more loving. I mean, th- evidence that that Heather just read. It's clearly more kind of loving towards the homosexuals, but the transgender elective surgery. That but what's wasn't.
5: the what's the what's the difference between should not may not? That seems fairly thin. Yeah,
1: why would they make that change? Should,
2: should well should seems like it's kind of up to your discretion, bishops. They really shouldn't, but oh, you know, leave it to the spirit. But problem. now it's kind of like no you may not have a piece of cheese.
5: So it's more yeah. it's more Slapping of a black the wrist. And white. Yeah,
2: like no they may not and and before it was just they may not be baptized and now it's baptized or confirmed. Just
5: Well,
1: confirmed yeah. goes with I mean they can't get confirmed without the baptism, so I don't know All why right. they added that in there. That's weird. It's Especially how, if they say they're trying to consolidate it, and they add a big word like confirmed.
5: How do they handle hermaphrodites?
1: Yeah, that's they a good They probably don't recognize well, That is a their dangerous resistance.
5: question, Tom. That is a great question, sorry, I'm, Excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> it's probably they say um, you have to pick a gender and stick with it, and that's just...
5: Yeah, but if they have elective surgery... What if you were wrong? Is it, is it in up the manual the one or cut the other? The church.
0: What? Uh, I don't no, know. I don't Somebody
5: look up the index. Sticky. hermaphrodite. Uh, and
1: I have the old one.
5: Anyway, we can move on.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: so no, I have I don't have think
1: co- they ever mention it in the book, though.
4: I have a quick question on that for just you guys, because uh, I have this pole going inside my head, and I, I I test the waters every once in a while. But but how long before the church actually changes? And this is a slow movement, but so there's a total acceptance. I mean, I, I read this article, and I hate to say they say or something of that nature, but it's a couple months ago, and I can't even remember who wrote it. Some guy went back and looked at some Joseph Smith doctrine and, and reasoned his way into an acceptance of homosexuality that it could be done. And, uh, I mean, I'll have to get a copy and send it to you guys. But uh, and I just just when do you think that change really does occur from, from the little incremental steps to now we've 180 degrees when they're re- when they're ready to face the really drastic consequences of it what, mean what do from,
1: you mean from the time of joseph smith to now no how?
4: from now from Prop 8 to, to to no way no how to oh we've just inched our way in the door we just cracked the door now till the door's all the way open oh
1: okay
4: i mean till till we've accepted until not not the the membership the body the culture but till the church the doctrine actually accepts
3: well, if you want to look at the gay marriage movement in the United States, there are a lot of people who were saying that all we have to wait do is wait for the older the generation to, to die. Oh, okay. And because by and large, the younger generation accept homosexuality. So my bet would be when people my age and younger are in Packer's position. So maybe about f- – Forty years, <laughs> yeah. I,
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I, I it seems agree. like the I, church
3: always runs about twenty to forty years
1: 20 behind. To 30
0: years behind, a generation behind. So yeah. And, and but Mike, why are why are you assuming that it will?
4: Um, I, I just I, I think there was too it has much. To? Yeah, there's too much with Prop 8. and as evidence comes out, I mean, it's sort of like, it's to me it's like the blacks and the priesthood sort of thing. How, how can you deny? How can you how can you live a life denying a group of people who hopefully you know the the evidence is 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 trending in their favor that they're biologically this way, and you're denying them certain organizational rights. That that doesn't make sense.
2: So is that is that what you mean when you say doctrinally accept? Yeah, yeah, That 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 it's a biological origin. Yeah. It, it, until and, that
4: becomes it, it, part of the nomenclature, wh- wh- I
2: don't know. Does that, that I mean can? that genders no longer?
0: Eternal.
1: They'd have to change that, just like they had to change. Um, it would
0: it would be such a can of worms. The, the, wait, the gender eternal cursed. thing's easy to change because you can just say well, the homosexuality is eternal. Yeah. Okay. Boom. It's done. I, I mean, it sounds weird, but that that's that's easy. The problem is all the other stuff, like the, um, the one, eternal marriage, creation, and, and becoming gods, and yeah. that sort of thing. Well, e- e- even yeah, but even maybe
1: that. maybe people with like a whole bunch of polygamous wives, maybe they'd be willing to, you know, adopt out some of their mass posterity. <laughs> the, the, the problem
0: is, I think Heather's exactly right. The next generation doesn't have the same attitudes, even in the church. Um, and of course, society, this this battle is over. We're just fighting the cleanup fights, right? right. It's not that long till society just a- adopts it. The poll numbers are there. The growing trend is there. The church is fighting on the losing side again. Um, but, the question is, how do they do it without causing a schism? Because if they were to come today and say, "All right, you know, ho- homosexuals have full fellowship in the church; they get married in the temple, or, or whatever," you'd probably see twenty to forty percent of the church break off into their own, their own thing. So, I don't
1: know if if the church, if the leaders gave, um, you know, la- laid it out there, and said, "This is this is straight from God." Um,
4: it, yeah, it depends on the reason. I mean, if there's some halfway
0: logical reason the prophet said so that's true but that's revelation. that's a hard because it's so ingrained into the theology yeah it is and, and I, I think
1: they would need to creep up there sl- more slowly and then and then drop the bomb
5: but- yeah all right Let, let's break off the speculation where were we speculation <laughs> that was revelation brother speculation revelation okay i thought
3: it was fun tom
2: It yes, it, it
5: was fun Cooper. my bad sorry <laughs>
2: All, All right, right so Tom. Then- you're you're like you're like El Tom Perry. He's always the one in the corner, the twelve that stops these discussions. <laughs> Is he? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. All
0: right, so. I, 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 I gave my piece on what I thought was the most important one. Can I
3: throw something in there, though, real please. quick? Um, something I thought was interesting is that the 2006 version recommends a booklet called Understanding and Helping Those with Homosexual Problems, Suggestions for Ecclesiastical Leaders. The 2010 um, edition suggests Packer's God loveth his children. Mm-hmm, I noticed that. So that does bring up even further questions about he had to have known about this if, he was, if his if works was his- are involved.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it, we should be clear, this was obviously written by a committee. I mean, we are right. we talk as if it's a monolithic thing, but, you know. I'm telling you, he owns the Correlation Department. There was no stopping him. Which two members of the Twelve were on the Correlation these mm-hmm. days? Does anybody know? I don't. I don't know. I don't think Packer <clears throat> is, but... Why not? He's the president of the corn. He's got to be at least involved somehow. Uh, well, it, traditionally, it was an assignment of two of the members of the Twelve who ran Correlation, but I, I don't...
5: But even, but even if there are just two apostles that are in that are in it, it's still got to go through Packer some way, somehow.
3: You know, they have to talk about it before it comes out.
2: Heather, have you read that, that book by Packer?
3: I have read God loveth his children online and I did not like it in the least, (laughs) but I have not read the, the booklet that's recommended in in the 2006 edition. So I don't know if it's an upgrade or not.
2: (laughs) Do, Do you know, I mean, with their, just, just the title alone, I'm thinking of that, that sentence that was redacted. You know, why would a loving Heavenly Father do that? Would there be any correlation between that and his book?
3: Um, you know, That's I don't my remember. thought, too. I, I don't remember in that booklet anywhere it saying anything about why would God do that? God didn't make you homosexual. It basically just says you're not allowed to act on it and the members of the church are to love all members of the church.
2: Okay, okay so, so the love so is associated more, more towards the members, yeah. not towards God.
3: Yeah, it, yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. So let's let's move on. I've got some others I want to talk about, but I don't want to dominate the conversation.
1: <laughs> you don't? No. <laughs> of
0: course
5: not. The host doesn't want to domi- dominate.
1: Um I have just a few little things, so are they cool? Um maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um what one thing is that you when you are preparing to go to the temple for the first time to get your um endowment or to get sealed they used to have you um go to this at least in the in the 2006 handbook it instructed um the two high councilmen were to teach this class called um i don't know actually i don't know what it was called but it was a, it, they called it one session temple orientation class so it was like this one time thing taught by two high councilmen. And they changed it. They've got um what was called the Temple Media Kit. Uh is
4: that code name Temple Prep? I mean
1: uh, is that, is, I don't, that's it, what
4: I remember. It's
1: but. a one session, one time, yeah. one class. Yeah. And I couldn't remember I remember doing one in the temple, like when I was waiting to go get my um endowments the first the first time. But they weren't taught by high Councilman that I know of So, so um, Anyway, but they've changed it In the 2010 They now uh, give The, the uh, temple candidates a, p- a pamphlet Called Preparing to Enter the Holy Temple um, And then The stake or mission president Is supposed to use that booklet As the basis for counsel and instruction When interviewing those members So whatever this new pamphlet is, it's called Preparing to Enter the Holy Temple, and um, they're, I guess, starting that.
0: I I think it's just another step in correlation, you know? We don't want to have local units have control over anything. They have to say what Salt Lake tells them to say.
1: Well, they had the Temple Media Kit, whatever that was, before. I think they've they've made it so the High Council don't have to get involved, because they probably weren't doing their jobs anyway, since I don't think... Any of us remember having this one session temple thing taught by the high, two high councilmen?
5: They weren't doing their jobs anyway. It Come on. It doesn't seem
1: like it. So now we just get a pamphlet.
0: Yeah.
3: I'm interested in as to what's in the pamphlet. Yeah. If it actually will actually uh, no, prepare people no. for what's about to happen. No. Or...
4: No, way. no way. Nothing. <laughs> <it for
1: that.
3: laughs> Not even close.
1: Oh and uh, another thing about temples is they used to quote discourage going to temples outside of your district um and now you have to get specific um approval from the state presidency to go to a temple outside your district a, a group a group of um like a
5: group from the ward yeah 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 for like ward state, temple night yeah
1: right so they made that more official um
4: is is that, is that just weird to anybody else? Just because, and I remember going to especially offbeat temples; they were never busy. What would be the problem? I, I mean, I, I have no idea. It's
3: Maybe. probably the reverse problem. They've yeah. probably got people coming down, so they
4: need to plan ahead. Yeah, when oh, I was yeah. in, yeah.
3: when I was in uh, young women's, our bishop would bring down a load of kids to go to Temple Square and yeah. to Lagoon, and I can see people trying to do that and throw in a baptisms for the dead session.
4: And that's an efficiency thing, so yeah. that makes that makes a lot of sense if it's that like-
3: um, uh, Another thing about the temples, they
1: added a paragraph um, about. Well, they say Temple Recommend interviews must be private. They should not be rushed. Interviewers should not add any requirements to those that are outlined in the Temple Recommend book. And they had something similar in the old one, but because they rearranged some material, um, I couldn't find it, but this was definitely new in, in the place where it was located in 2010.
0: And to me, this is, a, this is a big problem. I mean, I know that when I was at BYU... They entered. They put in a lot of extra requirements oh, yeah. and um, so sexual explicit questions.
1: Right, and they're they're famous for doing stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, don't let them ask you more questions than you know is but, on so, that. So sorry, list.
0: I just
4: I I didn't go to BYU. I went to the U. Oh,
5: <laughs> yeah,
4: I could tell there was a lack of right. countenance. So, <laughs> so your bishops asked you questions. Like,
0: uh, I mean, are for not, not just are you chaste, but. Yeah, they had a whole series of questions they tacked on at the end for temple and, recommend, and they were different from yeah. stake to stake to stake. But um, how, how insensitive do I want to get?
4: Well, don't.
5: you can edit it out later. Yeah, are you censoring yourself for uh, the first time, John?
0: One, one question, I'm, and I'm, I'm not making this up. At BYU, there was a standard temple question that involved fingers <gasps> and insertion.
1: <laughs>
0: wow. <laughs> so I, I mean. That would you, be added. Yeah. That would be added. That would be added. That wasn't <laughs> That wasn't in the book, was it? No. So, no.
1: as far as I could find, this is this is a new paragraph.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, but, you know, it's So, what do you do? You, you ah, you know, he asked you the question. I plead the fifth. You can't ask me that. It's in the book. I don't think Yeah, it's which get you to don't anywhere.
1: know that because <laughs> you've not been had access to this book.
2: I never had any any kind of specific questions like that. I never that's... did till BYU. Yeah. Yeah. Wow.
5: Well, that's that just goes to show that it's the local stake president or the bishops that are just kind of going or a little bit rogue.
3: I think it yeah. goes to show you've got bishops dealing with college age kids who are involved in that kind of stuff.
5: And
0: trying yeah, to Yeah, that's specific. true. They're probably right. just building off And the in other, your family yeah. ward. It's none of their business. Uh, yeah, I, I, I
3: think they're just being too <laughs> nosy.
1: Yeah.
0: That yeah, could mean, be some of that it's too. It's not hard to find people who have creepy stories of guys who wanted real detail. Yeah. Tell it to me again, slow.
1: <laughs> okay, so here's one. Here's one that um you guys will like. They added that um garments should not garments should be kept off the floor. That this was added 2010.
0: Well, it
1: wasn't in the 2006.
0: That's why the baptisms have been slacking for the last few years. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. and also, you can't hang out your garments to dry if anybody else might see them,
5: like on the clothesline.
1: Right.
2: That's what what section is that in, Zilpha? Um,
1: it's under wearing and caring for the garment, under the marriage and temple. And, and they the temple. they added that. Um, they yep. made it more clear. Um, so before they said, "Don't let other people see them. Don't you know show them in public." This time they say, "Um, they should not be hung in public areas to dry."
5: <laughs> have they have they changed how to destroy them where you have to like cut' them, cut out the symbols and no,
1: burn that's them? the same that's the well, same. Okay.
0: what do they expect people without like clothes dryers to do
1: and how can you keep your garments off the floor all the time if you're kind of sloppy?
0: <laughs> Why do you look at me when you say that, Zilpa?
3: Cleanliness <laughs> is next to godliness. I
0: don't put my garments on the floor. <laughs>
1: Not anymore. Is it better <laughs> to
0: put them in the hamper? Is that, is that like I more sacred? I guess so,
1: yeah. I, the yeah, hamper? Gotta, gotta have the plastic. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Carpet's no good.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Okay, good. All right, excellent.
1: Oh, and also, they, they took out for the bridal wear, um, they had a sentence in 2006 that really didn't make sense, and it was, Women's pants are not permitted in the temple under the bridal wear section.
0: What's well, all like, those who's new gonna wear, wearing pants? Who's
1: going to wear pants for their, for their wedding? But they took it out, so whatever.
0: It does make you, as you read through these things, you know, like when you read your policy manual at work, it's fun to think about. Every <laughs> sentence <in> there <laughs> was somebody did something yes. at some time that they inserted that in. You always wonder what the stories behind this stuff are, you know? Like who was it that was putting their clothes, their their garments out on the on the line? You know,
1: probably a lot of people. Oh, that's
0: going yeah, to a lot of towns. Yeah. yeah. I had, and how would you even notice? Oh, look at
1: those, <laughs> you, <know. laughs> you got to get real close to see that. And that's marks. not very green. No, that's not. <laughs> that's not. I'll just. throw very it Very earth friendly.
0: All right, um, I've got a couple more. If, if no one's going to speak up, um, speaking of just pro- makes
2: me sad, John. What makes you sad? Uh, This whole discussion, it makes me sad. It's just so pharisaical and legalistic. Hey, do you want to hear something that's not? Our our discussion or
0: what we're discussing.
2: No, all this stuff that's in the... It makes me think back to the Pullman line Mm -hmm. about, you know, if the Lord wanted to, he could provide a manual. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, that got removed. No, we can't have that said in general conference. We've got to take that out because he did provide a manual. It's right here, and you cannot hang out your garments.
0: In right.
2: the line, it come is. on, well it, you
0: know, I mean, on that note, garments used to be things that people sewed themselves, which they can't been, touch the ground, but now you know you right? can have to you burn can't them and buy them. another pair
1: you can't make Cha-ching. them yourself
4: I think you yeah, I think you can you just have to there's a special instruction i I did really, yeah.
0: Yeah. Really, we should have, I like, a workshop. I thought it was
1: the, um... <laughs> this... Make our... our...
0: <laughs> Rolling your own with Mormon expression. I, the I, gar- gar- the okay. garment workshop.
2: Yeah, I, I, that's a great idea. Is there idea. a special ordinance or a blessing that we can do once they have touched the ground so that we can purify them again?
4: <laughs> okay. I don't know. All I
1: don't right. know what All happens right. if they touch the ground.
4: That's the 2013 manual coming out. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> you be ready. It's coming.
1: But you can yeah. sew so your green... You know, your apron for the temple. You can't sew any of the other temple um,
2: garments. You can't make your robes. own robes. You cannot. You can't yeah. make your own apron. Huh? Right.
1: With their I've got a lovely apron
2: that my grandmother made. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's very nice, sentimental yeah. family stuff. But, you that's... know, if it touches the ground, it's over. Oh, it didn't All say right.
1: that about the temple clothes. You can sew those Tom. on the ground okay. anytime you want.
2: <laughs> no, but I was in so, the temple uh, once. Yeah, and I I've put my stuff down on the minute. side, and the guy behind me started, like, don't put your packet on the ground yeah. <laughs> it's got a fist and it was, it was in the Mesa temple which is on the second floor, it's not even ground level it's not like, on the ground this is like, <laughs> 20 feet up God. this is the ceiling <laughs> so
3: I've got a couple of things I think um, one that one that I think you should should make you feel better. And that's that um, these manuals are made for leadership and we have lay leadership. And if they're going to have members of the church coming to them asking for help and questions and instructions, they need some source to go to. So I think that could probably be why the manual is important rather than it being pharisaical. But the other what,
2: thing I was going to... Why does it make the world a better place, Heather?
3: Well, it, it does make it so that
1: if you live in the fifth ward, you're not getting totally different right. instructions from your bishop and stake president than, than you know last yeah, year when Normandy. you lived in yeah, yeah. right. Mm.
0: So if they look it up, well, true. I'm sure
1: that they would if they if they d- don't but, think they know it.
2: But I just <laughs> but looked it's, up it's not that it He should be in commanded no, in all no, things no for the gender same gender as a lawful and not a wise servant. I think we've got that in a scripture somewhere, and yet we've got these exhaustive manuals.
1: But people have proved over and over again that they. Can't don't be trusted with um, oh. making these kinds of decisions for other people.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. When, when we abandoned the United Order, it was the church handbook constructions all the way.
3: <laughs> well, they also, people don't want to. You know, think. think of it for themselves. They want to be told what to yeah. do. That's true. But as far as an improvement to the church handbook of instructions that I noticed is that um, in the abortion section and the gambling section, there used to be statements saying that members of the church should work towards legislation, and those mm. have been removed. So, and I think that is a direct result of Prop eight. Yeah. And was, so the church is backing off that, that
0: too. That that the church got in trouble with Prop Eight and still facing some issues and i i I agree i think that was removed from prop a it's just too dangerous to have the membership out
3: well and i think it damages otherwise good faithful members relationship with the church to say you have to get involved you have to stand up for this where they've removed it now people can still you know toe the party line and believe what they're supposed to believe but they don't have to uh you know they don't have to uh be involved
2: i like you heather Thank you. You make me feel better about all this.
5: Thanks for cheering Glenn up, Heather. You're the first one on Mormon (laughs) Expression to ever do that.
2: (laughs) That's not true. I like you too, Tom. I like all of you. (sighs)
0: All right. Where were we at? Uh, You were going to say something, but I I had some points too, but you go ahead. No, uh, the next one I was going to bring was gambling, so go ahead with yours. Well, no, Heather already mentioned that. Let's go. Glamp, let's go with gambling. No, Heather already mentioned it.
1: That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, oh, that's was, what was there you anything else involved with gambling? No,
0: that's oh. what I was going to bring oh. up. So go to the next one.
5: Okay, in the sections I was assigned was uh, the duties of a bishop. There, there were a lot of changes um, as far as appearance goes, but some of the only like wording and uh, text differences was when they're referenced as a common judge. Uh, the, this quote th- this quote was taken out. The bishop is, quote, to be a judge in Israel, to do the business of the church, to sit in judgment upon transgressors, upon testimony as it shall be laid before him according to the laws by the assistance of his counselors, who he has chosen or will choose among the elders of the church. This is the duty of a bishop. Now, all that was taken out. Now it says the bishop has the following responsibilities as the, as the quote, common judge in the war. Then it goes on to other things that... So what's interesting, and there's other references above where in the 06 version, the bishop is often referred to as a judge in Israel or a judge of Israel. And almost all references of that, actually all references that I could find, bishops and state presidents are no longer referred to as judges in of Israel or judges in Israel.
0: Interesting. Does that mean they got their like, Israel library card revoked. I mean, what's the net fallout from that? I'm not
5: sure. I'm not even sure what the reason for that would be.
3: I might have an idea. When I was Go ahead. in uh, high school, my seminary teacher insisted that he would be our judge at the judgment seat. One of our judges
4: as a seminary teacher?
3: Yeah. Be, well, because he had priesthood authority over us, he'd been he'd been okay. given. Uh, Oh now the stewardship word. stewardship, thank you. he'd been given stewardship nice. over us, and therefore it would be his responsibility to judge us and I went rounds and rounds with him on that, so I wonder if there were a lot of people abusing that term, and maybe that's why they reduced its impact p- perhaps
5: hmm. could be it could be that a judge in Israel sounds more powerful and carries a little more responsibility than just a common judge. I'm not sure
0: and it it might be so that other people didn't pick it up and
2: Oh yeah, maybe. you know, you know
0: the, the the Jewish community sometimes gets um, all up I'm in the happy. church's grill on the uh, <laughs> baptisms for the dead, and maybe they're just like trying to avoid—I don't know—pure speculation on my part.
5: And then in the interviews and counseling section, um, there was some references of how the bishop used to have exclusive authority and responsibility to do certain things. Now he can delegate it to some of his counselors, which is nice, I guess. One thing that kind of raised my eyebrows a little bit just because it affects me is it says six months after the annual interview with the bishop each young man and woman ages 12 to 15 has an interview with the with the bishopric member who oversees that quorum or program so every six months if you have a child between 12 and 15 needs to have an interview with the
0: bishopric i thought thought that was the policy back when i was a kid they never did it because that if you add up if you have a normal like size ward in utah You just can't do it. It's an impossibility. Well,
5: before it was because it was just the bishop that did it. And now he's delegated to the trio. Okay. That that
4: was done when I was growing up. I mean, whether it was policy or not, I don't
1: know. Every six months?
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but not always by the bishop.
1: I think mine was yearly. I don't think it was every six months. It was
0: supposed to be six months when I was a kid. Hmm.
5: Um, There was was one little reference here that, that... raised my eyebrows. That was a little bit, uh, it was a change. It was really subtle, but I picked up on it. It says stake presidents and bishops, council members who seek spiritual. This is in the, in the same interview section, stake presidents and bishops, council members who seek spiritual guidance, who have weighty personal problems, quote, who have doctrinal questions or who have committed serious transgressions. And before it just said in the 2006 one, it said council members who seek spiritual guidance, who have weighty personal problems, and have committed committed serious transgressions. So they actually inserted who have doctrinal questions. Wow. Mm. So from 06 to 010, there's more doctrinal questions, I suppose.
4: Well, obviously those are coming up. Internet or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, there's things out there that are...
3: Like Mormon expression. (laughs) Hey, hey, don't drop (laughs) names.
4: Tom, just a quick question. It's a little bit ancillary to what you're reading, but is there any way... Did it talk about anything... If, I mean, I've come across this a lot. If there's a, a split um, uh, between a, a husband and wife, there's whether they're divorced or there's a, a major split in beliefs, and one's active, one's not, the children are active, and most the the inactive spouse has said, no way, no how, do I want my child in an interview with the bishop alone and being asked the questions that are typically sometimes asked there.
5: Yeah, uh, that, that's, that's not a new policy, but what's supposed to happen is that the bishop or the church leader is supposed to— let that parent or guardian in, mm. and in and it is it is a official policy that a church leader is always supposed to have someone in the adjacent room, uh, particularly a male member because females don't count. But uh, if they have like an executive secretary or another bishopric member in the adjacent room, just so there's no misunderstandings of adjacent well, room uh, with the door open. No, I think just
1: over. I mean, next to, so they could hear if there well, was any struggle or. This or, is or a, she this said is a strange no strange thing, or something like that. <laughs> because yeah, I, it doesn't I,
0: have. To, it's still closed doors. I but. was a ward clerk, and the the doors they use are heavy by design, so that you can't hear. Uh, the bishop could well, be doing and, anything. And most he bishops'
5: offices there. have the little speaker Window. that uh, is soundproof or whatever.
0: Right? Yeah, I, that's. I understand. I mean, Uh, the church is really in a bind on this one. Could
1: take advantage of someone without them saying, you know, without them calling out or anything. Now,
0: let's be clear. I think the probability of bishops taking advantage of somebody, of like molesting or raping somebody, are extremely low. Also, of low probability, but probably happens a thousand times for every abuse case, is consensual acts behind the door. Mm, Those come up every once in a while, but still, once again, probability are low. But more importantly, the church is just open to anybody coming in. And say, I mean, the church is an ATM machine. You want thirty thousand dollars, and you're uh, female?
5: It's well, supposedly, a claim, yeah. supposedly, they're starting to tighten that grip too. How? I I don't know. I'm just I'm just going off what I've heard rumors that well, uh, what? Go ahead.
0: No, no. I I I think you're right. I think the church is concerned about this. I think. But there, there are accounts out there, the church settling, you know, you'll see this big case come up and then six months later it disappears and they say, uh, we're, we're under gag order not to talk about it. Yeah. I'll tell you what came with the gag order, a, a pile of money. Um, so, um, it happens, but you know, yeah.
5: Okay. This is the, this is my last part in the interview and counseling section, um, it says, and this is in both versions, and then I'll, I'll talk about what was added in here. It says, if a person moves to a new order stake, the presiding officer of the, of the unit from which he or she moved may need to share information about formal church discipline or pending disciplinary matters with the person's new presiding officer. Doing so is not considered a violation of confidentiality.
4: <laughs>
5: That's where the two, 2006 ends. Now, in 2010, there's a last sentence. It says, however... The presiding officer should not share information about transgressions that have been resolved.
1: Mm. Yeah, mm. that's a good add on. Yeah, because about that one.
0: I have been asked what well, in, in the one in one of the stakes we, we lived in, they attacked a question because the temple recommend says, are there any are there any actions that should have been resolved with the priesthood leader that have him not? In one of the stakes we were in, they asked, are there they then said, are there any acts that have been resolved? Mm -hmm. um that you know we want to recheck on
5: well i also yeah because i know from experience that there have been bishops that have just said so what have been the problems of this person in the past whether resolved or not and they've shared that information i think that was kind of a common practice uh, as far as i could tell yeah yeah
1: likely
0: um, the one last one I wanted to bring up, there's kind of a, a threefold one. Um, it has to do with adoption, of course. Um, adoption um, families are very important to church theology, and the church has, uh, you know, a lot of centers to um, support and encourage uh, adoption for obvious reasons. Um, uh, the first one was a change, uh, and I can see why this one would be a problem for the church and their concept of eternal families. So, once as an LDS family, you adopt a child, you then seal them, so so you sort of take over those blessings. So the church, the 2010 edition sort of discourages, um, adopted children and their parents from seeking out the birth parents. Now, 20, 30 years ago, it was sort of the, the, the opposite thing, but now it's becoming more common. Um, you, you know, it, 20 or 30 years ago, it was, it was more, um, the birth parents would oftentimes be seeking their adopted children. They gave up. Well, you can think about it from the church's perspective. If you're a young girl and you go through LDS social services and you place a child up for adoption and then you go through the repentance process, you may not have ever told anybody about that. And then you get married, you get sealed, and then you have all these kids and you're building this um, nuclear sort of eternal family. And then, lo and behold, this kid shows up. That sort of throws a monkey wrench in the works so I, I think this is an interesting one, and you can see it from an LDS theology perspective why they'd want to discourage um, a, um, children from seeking out their birth parents. So
5: I also think that LDS Family Services had something to do with that.
0: Yeah, it it, it can be. It Wait, can be. so
1: the change was
0: they added language um, encouraging children who had been adopted from from discouraging them from seeking out. Their birth parents. They
3: added that. They added. Let me find it. Um,
4: and John, you're just saying because of the priesthood line, the theological reasons. That's
0: the reason.
1: You yeah, know, I don't you really
4: for this.
0: Yeah, I, I don't see this as. I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to criticize it. I'm just saying you can see theologically why right. they would want to. I don't put see that in.
1: theologically. I just think that um, that it could be damaging socially to the to the birth mother
0: I, I i think i think in the in the mormon paradigm for somebody so, so let's say you're the relief society president and then this kid shows up that you birthed out of wedlock 20 years ago i think in most american societies people would be like oh 20 years ago we all screwed things up 20 years ago how wonderful you could have a reunion i think in the lds paradigm they'd be like they would be shock of the war that that would happen. So you're saying yeah. the
4: child got adopted by an inactive or...
0: Or whatever. Maybe another, L- maybe another LDS family. Oh, but see, I don't see that as a problem. I don't either, but the church does.
5: See, the church would discourage its members to get on the Mari Parvitz show and have the DNA testing where the woman's like, no, you are the father. And he says <laughs> no. And then they come out with the test and he's like, you are the father. And then everybody cheers, you know. I think the church would discourage that.
0: Now, um, there's another one that, um, the, tr- the 2010 edition added of this about grandparents. Grandparents and other family members should not feel obligated to facilitate parenting by unmarried parents since the child would not generally be able to receive the blessings of the seal, of the sealing covenant. Now, I, I have some background personal experience with LDS family services and I've talked to several people in LDS family services. The number one problem they have with adoption is the parents of the, um, the, the birth mother
1: want to so the, keep the baby and raise Most
0: it. LDS adoptions that are stopped are st- according to what I've been told what? are stopped by those are those grandparents.
1: They actually want their child who who got pregnant to get the responsibility and and face what she did and raise the child.
5: You're Other, talking biological grandparents, yes. right? So, yes. Okay. So 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 yeah.
0: the daughter gets pregnant and the the biological grandparents in the LDS paradigm tend to be very um um, they they don't they, they tend to um,
1: they want their child to keep the baby mm-hmm. yeah, so that their, they don't because it's their like, grandkid
5: too shoo away yeah.
1: responsibility yeah and also that that they would have a relationship with that grandchild
0: so so they tend to they tend to take on some of the parental duties the grandparents do and what the church is saying is if you do that grandparents then in in the church's language the child would not generally be able to receive the blessings of the sealing covenant. So that sort of grandparental um, cultural thing inside Mormonism is sort of on the backside, thwarting the Mormon paradigm, which is the sealing between children and their parents.
1: Unless they officially adopted the, the child, then they could have them sealed.
2: the, the last one. So that, go ahead. Is it but, saying, is it saying, John, that the Abrahamic covenant has been broken? It doesn't continue through the uh, illegitimate union. It says nothing that, of the source, brother Tannehill. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, is, is that that—that's that, the implication, right? Yeah. Well, I think yeah. what it's
3: saying is that
2: Mike's with me. I'm with you. I mean, it's that's a different the, Mike, but the it's the same message.
3: I I think what it's saying is grandparents quit trying to dis- to encourage your kids to keep these right. illegitimate babies because they need to be sealed to somebody.
2: Right. right. And if you and they're not sealed, to you, how right, is it you yeah? can say in a sentence what takes me like six minutes to get through?
3: Because I'm a technical writer. No, I'm not actually. Just joking. But
0: while we <laughs> while
3: we're
1: talking about children, there's one important part that they added. Um, they they didn't mention children born through surrogacy in the 2006 version, but the 2010 version they added a paragraph that says that if a child was born to a surrogate mother, the state president refers the matter to the office of the first presidency to determine if that child can then be sealed to the intended parents
0: well the 2006 one discouraged it, it just says it's discouraged right so, and so this one that yeah that gives
1: I, them a maybe a, a way to go ahead and, and make that legitimate with the church when well,
0: you can see that the church struggles with all these issues because you know the paradigm is you get married you have babies right. and when that paradigm goes off track
1: yeah you don't then, have a uterus how are you supposed to have babies
0: right so 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 you know the church tends to be when it comes to family things, less sort of hardline than, say, like evangelicals on, on some of these issues because I think they, they sort of want to, to encourage those those family relationships.
1: But there are two really major things that I want to mention really quick. One of them is um, there was a, a big change in the marriage in a temple for time only. Um, before, they had three qualifications, and if you met all of the qualifications— then, um then you could be married in the temple for time only. Well, they changed, they changed it. and the major thing that that's different is um, in the old version, the two thousand and six um, the woman it said the wo- the woman is already sealed to a previous husband who is deceased or from whom she is divorced. and the new version um, says that the man and the woman are each already sealed to a spouse who is deceased. so if they're if 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 they're each already sealed to a spouse who is deceased, and that neither the man nor the woman has been involved in any divorce while a member of the church. And the two thousand six version said that they that that um that they could have been divorced. And this one says they can't have been divorced. So that's a big change.
0: Well my understanding is those time only marriages are kinda of hard to get. You have to be connected anyway, so
1: could be, but I don't know why they changed it, that, that you can't have ever been divorced while, uh, while a member of the church. We could
0: probably puzzle out what sort of sticky issues came about. I, I think the problem is getting divorced and getting your ceiling canceled are two different issues. So probably the issue where somebody got divorced, they didn't get their ceiling canceled, then they got married in the temple for time. It just all is a sticky mess.
1: Yeah, well, it does say that for a woman, she can't get married if she's um, currently trying to cancel a previous ceiling.
0: Right, yeah. Women can't get sealed to more Even, than one man.
1: Right, so if if he was deceased and she wanted to cancel that sealing, but if she ever was divorced, she can't get a time only.
4: I need anyway. a. You, I need a flow chart. Sorry. I know this, this, this one is, was really man. was
1: really hard because they they have it all all um changed. But okay, the other major one um that I wanted to mention because uh, it's pretty interesting is the qualifications for temple workers. They've added um facial hair. <laughs> you must have facial hair to be a temple worker. No. Um, they did have 10 uh, uh, qualifications. Now they have 12, but they're not the same 10. You know, th- they didn't just add two. Um, some things that they added were um, no divorce in the last five years, mm. never having church discipline for sexual abuse, mm. never had their membership record annotated.
4: What is that? Wait, An- wait. Is it like it, this fellowship, or what? What is annotated? Is that they asterisk? could put
1: any kind of the, yeah. annotation on your membership for different reasons. Like maybe you had a homosexual they're, encounter when you were a teenager,
0: like participating gets, on yeah. a podcast. Yeah. Ho- ho- homosexuality oh, no. gets annotated. <laughs> You're
1: in trouble now.
0: Child sexual abuse gets annotated. Um, um, that there's there are a few other things. They're usually they're pretty.
1: Serious? Yeah. Um, yeah if you, serious. if you've mostly embezzled from the church, stuff,
0: right, John? Yeah, if you've embezzled from the church, that gets annotated. Um, I can't remember them all. There's not very many.
5: Rape, um, murder, yeah. But
1: homosexual is is one of those things. Homosexual um, oh, actions. It is? Yes, ho- homosexuality sure, yeah. is, is an- yeah.
0: annotated. At least it used to be. Mm.
1: Um, so uh, it used to say respected in the church, um, and now it says and the community. Um, and then the the last thing is to work well with others and a pleasing personality. Those they added. <laughs>
5: no, 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 no. <laughs> Sounds like Glenn could qualify. <laughs>
1: Ooh,
5: well, he, he's a little
4: sad.
1: I don't know. Uh,
4: I don't but like. He's, you anymore,
1: Tom. But he's <laughs> the but annotated. He's loved, he's membership loved by the community. Might have a, loved <laughs> by the community.
4: Yeah.
5: By the Mormon expression community, anyway. Uh, I don't. I don't understand what you're saying. I'm trying to give you a pat on the back. Cheer up, bro. So thanks, man.
1: Yeah. So um, I was surprised to find some of these. These are some yeah, big things that a, we have not heard about. There's before. quite
0: a few. You know, we, we're getting close to the end of the hour. Actually, we've gone over. The, there's there's quite a few little little things. But I I do think it's sort of unfortunate that we have to dig them out. Now I haven't watched the training thing, but uh, these are not. In I doubt there. they went into the kind of kind of detail that they they have here because there are quite. If you add them all up, you know, there's quite a uh, a number of significant changes that. There, there is. Can, just, can, I add, can I add one or two more? Yeah,
2: please more? go. Wait, okay. are we only doing an hour?
1: How long did you want it, Glenn, for?
2: Well, no, but I spent like five hours preparing for this, and oh. I haven't even I yeah. thought
1: You said you didn't have time to do it.
2: Bec- I didn't have time to get to all five sections that I was assigned.
1: Oh, so yeah. you do have some contributions.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Bam. Bam. <laughs> Kaboom, well, I was I've got wondering. Three of notes I'm I mean, right I you now, were. I've only crossed out two paragraphs. Well,
3: you were so quiet. I
1: thought you just didn't have anything. I'm sorry.
2: I'm let's being what's the, called respectfulness. let <laughs> <Nelson.
5: laughs> Let's turn the time over to Glenn Austin, the awesome. brother. Get Go, off, Glenn. Glenn awesome.
1: Well, Go I, Glenn.
2: I mean, if we're following, if we're following our list, we've gone temples and marriages, which is Zilfa and then I believe the next one is missionary service.
1: But we weren't but we, following the list. You missed that part. Yeah, we, all right, well, well, so, where we
2: were going, duties of Bishop Tom. and Let, <laughs> let, let us know what interesting things you, you, you picked up. Well, uh, it's no longer uh, emphasized that all worthy men, 19 to 25, are encouraged to serve a mission. They took out what? the word all. I mm-hmm. thought that was interesting. Do you? Yeah, yes. that is. Hey, He's okay. e- e- up on the passive-aggressive tone. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, the, uh, the women's section didn't really... Well, you know, I, I mentioned earlier that I thought that they were condensing a lot. And in the call to serve, they went from six paragraphs down to two. They took out... They condensed three worthies, one morally clean, and one exemplary life down into one worthy. And I thought that was a real accomplishment. Um, they... The the women's section didn't really change much, except to clarify that single women over forty are called to non proselytizing missions only. Really?
1: Mm. Wait, wasn't that the case? No, before? there used to be these oh. like
2: old maids who they get out in the mission field,
0: they would trade them around, and
1: really, yeah, yeah. they'd
0: have to proselytize. We, yeah. we had a few in San Diego; they were in the mission home mostly. Yeah, Mo- mostly. mostly. Every oh. once in a while, they'd go out yeah. on the road. Yeah.
1: Now be be kind.
0: What? I don't old maid. I'm not supposed yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sorry. The, uh, the the section for couples missionaries, it used to say – it used to suggest that the bishop or the stake president should prayerfully consider which couples they should approach and to, to call on a mission, and they removed that. And so now it just seems like the couples can kind of come up with this on their own, um, and it spent the time talking about either 12, 18, or 24 months with the rare exception of six months. Uh, there's good news in the new – addition for young couples that are still in childbearing years and couples with unresolved marital problems, they have been taken off of the not eligible for missions list. What? They've been taken off of the not eligible oh, for mission list. <laughs> Unfortunately, their bishop and state president will not be calling them to serve missions.
1: Why is so that? So there's good
2: good and bad news. What? Yeah. <laughs> was so, so, wait a minute. So there, there, there was a list of... of not eligible. That they were on, they were removed off, and they were put into a paragraph that said, "These people will not be called on missions."
1: So wow. So they took them off the, off the list. And yeah. Then... So they are
2: no, they are no longer not eligible. They just will not be called.
1: Okay. Uh, got their feelings, okay. Right?
2: Yeah. Um, the uh, ensuring worthiness and ability to serve section was also cut from six paragraphs to two. And they, they cut a lot of the wordiness. And, you know, I've talked about three patterns before. And when I see three patterns in language, I usually think that there's a lot of laziness that's going on. So, some some of my favorite three patterns that were in here were like spiritually, physically, and emotionally. <laughs> and then they did physically, mentally, and emotionally that they had twice.
0: Wait, how can you title a master's thesis unless you can put three things in there? I thought that was <laughs> exactly. a requirement.
2: Well, and usually like the third thing is just like they, they – Run out of things to say, and they just throw something in there, and it doesn't really matter. Anyways. But complaining, but, but anyway, whining, they also had some pointing poetic. Out. Glenn <laughs> takes apart the church handbook construction. They, they did uh, some poetic hyperbole that I really liked, where the work of the Lord is done by ordinary people who work in an extraordinary way. Wow. And they had four worthies all in this old section, this old six paragraph. So all of that hyperbole, the three patterns, the four different worthies they took out. And what was a three pattern with these different things, they put four things. So they got spiritually, physically, mentally, and emotionally prepared. This is what the missionaries need to be in order to uh, serve their mission. So it just shows me that whoever did the edits was actually thinking about what they were doing instead of having all these lazy three patterns in there, maybe. Well, so and Glenn- they took the four, four worthies down to one worthy.
1: Did, did did they happen to change anything about the um the weight requirement for the missionaries that they put I in d- the 2006 version?
2: I didn't see the weight there's a weight I didn't see a weight requirement.
1: Yeah, well, they can't be they can't be uh significantly overweight to serve and, a mission. And,
0: and there's also with disabilities, right? I think, a I think there's on I think there's another like policy manual that deals with missionaries. I don't think they go in huge it, detail. It they didn't I didn't see that in there. Okay. If
5: Glenn didn't see it, it's not in there.
2: Glenn. Well, I didn't I yeah, I didn't see it. I don't want to go out on a limb. I, I was and just say wondering
1: that, I was just kind of hoping that they yeah. backed off on that one.
2: Yeah, I didn't see it. They they did talk they I mean, obviously they say that they've got to be spiritually, physically and mentally and emotionally prepared. Right. So it would fit under the physically part I guess, but I, know, they didn't in the- get into specific weight.
5: In the interviewing section, um, if you're intellectually disabled, you get stamped um, if you're applying or if that eight year old person is trying to be baptized, your church records get stamped with a not accountable label.
2: Yeah.
3: Wait a minute, so not accountable, not
4: accountable. <laughs> so
3: somebody who has uh, mental handicaps can be baptized, but their records are stamped not accountable?
5: Yeah, so they don't have to be baptized or not because they're not accountable.
3: This if they want to
1: they can, right? Sometimes.
5: Yeah, I assume I would assume so. It didn't say that they would be turned down or anything like that. It just said that they there would be a you know, a label on their church records as, as not
0: accountable. Oh, so that's so if if for example, you didn't get baptized because the bishop determined then they know you're still a member because you expi- your membership expires when you're 18 if you never get baptized. Oh. I assume that's what that's oh. about.
3: Is there anywhere in there that said that you can't be baptized if you have mental handicaps?
2: It was in the old one. I don't know if it's in this one.
3: Yeah,
1: I
2: didn't. Uh, I didn't. Uh, that, that's in the ordinance section, which I also had. Okay. Um, but but it that it said that you three. can. Is it's it? up to the parents' discretion.
3: So a parent but I, can but decide. I didn't,
2: yeah, but I didn't see a difference between two thousand six and two thousand ten there.
3: Huh. Okay.
2: In two thousand six, they singled out homosexuality as they were talking about promiscuity inside or outside of marriage but in 2010 they removed homosexuality and they just left it at, at sexual promiscuity.
0: well the the new missionary um, policy says two homosexual encounters you're out strike two you're out. okay really they give you one. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I, I no
4: got out know. I got out there and they said you can kiss a girl, you know? Just one. Ha ha. And it's the big joke. That surprises <laughs> me. Wow. That's why me and
5: John can hold hands in Springville.
0: <laughs> get away with it. Yeah, we still have our free our free, ca- free card. get yeah.
1: out of jail free card.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right, hey Tom, you got you, you That's had all you, you got? had a couple. You had a couple yeah. you want to Yes, I do I actually. I <laughs> Okay,
5: uh, in the most in, in the two sections that I thought would be dead, there was there was two little things that I wanted to mention in in records and reports. Um, the bishop used to have exclusive authority over all the records, keeping of the ward, but now it's over the bishopric. Um, these two lines or these two paragraphs were taken out. Um, <laughs> one of them I loved because I actually thought of John Larson thinking, this is Mamby Pamby right here. <laughs> it says uh, when mo- this is in in reference to recording uh, records and membership numbers and stuff. When monitoring attendance, leaders should consider that some members may be on church assignments outside the ward. Other members may be required to work on Sunday, or may be away for vacations and other reasons. Leaders should also keep in mind members who are ill, members who are confined to their homes. Or to healthcare facilities and member members who are giving care to on Sunday to those who are confined. All that was removed. Hmm. And so, and was the bishop to, supposed to
1: count them or not?
5: It was. Um,
1: why? Why did they have those things in there in the first place? What was he supposed to do with that information?
5: If If you were to ask me, what it sounded like to me is, um, you're supposed to take in consideration when you're counting numbers or counting members that there are some people that would be there under normal circumstances but are not there, so it's okay to count them.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what I thought it sounded like.
5: Yep. Hmm.
1: So they took that out. That's good.
5: <laughs> <laughs> and then there used to be the whole name removal section, How, you, when members request to have their name removed, that whole section was removed and then was co-named with church discipline. Mm-hmm. So I, wow. that obviously was a pretty big deal.
1: Yeah. So if you ask to have your name removed, then you're under church discipline at that point. Mm.
0: I guess so. No, they can't do that. I think they just want to make it as hard as possible for people.
1: Well, well they, they put it under the heading of church discipline. I don't know. Glenn.
2: Glenn do you you had a couple more? There was an emphasis in 2010 that... With the ordinances, it's got to be a Melchizedek priesthood holder, in most cases, that is temple-worthy. So for they've got to be paying tithing to be doing a lot of these things, and that wasn't in the 2006. So that seemed like it was a really big change as I went through and made me a little nervous.
3: I've heard some brouhaha about that on, online. Yeah. That you have to be temple-worthy to perform ordinances for your children now. Yeah. You mean a baptism? And,
2: baptism even even uh the confirmation blessing? in a circle baited or whatever yeah. oh my gosh. If if you're gonna speak as the voice if you're if you're not temple worthy you can stand in the circle but someone else is going to speak as a yeah, voice that's pretty huge. and uh yeah. I, yeah it seems like that one's been bouncing around for a
0: while maybe informally yeah but, yeah
3: well, it's yeah. probably a way to cover themselves because you've had this issue about if the person who does the ordinance wasn't worthy, does the
0: ordinance stick? There is a, I mm-hmm. have seen it, right. there is a form, like a temporary, like if you're going to bless, at least there used to be, if you're going to bless a baby, like you're going to go down to your parents' ward, there was a recommendation form that you could take that said, I, the bishop, say this guy's worthy to do the...
1: It makes sense, um, I guess, I mean, in their paradigm.
0: Yeah, so yeah. I, I've seen that form, so it, it's been around. That's all I had. Most excellent. Thanks for pepping that up. That was awesome. <laughs> all right. You know the so a, lo- a lot of things like I was saying before. A lot of things that l- little things here we just you know didn't have time to go over. Um, you know the one thing I the one last thing I, I want to mention is sort of what wasn't in there. And I'm going to go back in the wayback machine. I, I remember I was sitting in conference. This has been years ago, and I think it was Hinkley speaking, and he said. You know, we realize we're taking everybody's time. We're we're taxing everybody. There's a lot of meetings, a lot of stuff. So we have de- we've undertaken a top to bottom review of all of our programs, and we're going to see. You, you remember mm-hmm. this? Yeah. Um, I think it was two years later they came out with the new young men's program, and didn't get rid of the old one. So yeah. they 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 gave all this lip service to this thing.
1: Yeah, and that's when I think that's when they came out with the name of Relief Society meetings that nobody could remember. Oh yeah. <laughs> So, so, you know, my my
0: point is (laughs) they talk about wanting to simplify this thing, but not a single meeting was removed from this, not a single, you know, redundant program or, or, or overhead, you know, calling or all this stuff, you know, all this stuff is, is some of it's doctrinal, doctrinally interesting. Most of it is nitpicky, but there's no real, you know, structural change. There's no real effort in simplifying the program. So that's what wasn't in the 2010.
1: Sometimes huh. I think they try too hard to oversimplify things, and then it loses its heart. I think that's what what's really happening.
0: Well, they they try too hard to correlate things. Right, but, you and know, that's
1: what they they think is simplifying. Because they
0: could easily say, hey, you know, Relief Society and Sunday School, those things are about the same. Let's just combine them into one, you know, but they don't ever do anything like that. Or the branches. That, we did two hours in church, which is it. fine. It was great. Yeah, it was great. i <laughs> I'd support anything. Well, no, mind.
5: No, no. <laughs> I, I still hear them. rumblings of that. Eventually, they might go to one or two That's hours. Just
0: I wishful that thinking. Daily. Yeah, those rumors have been around for thirty years. Yeah, wishful thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the, 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 here's the problem, and I'm, I'm, and I'm being pretty serious here. If they if they were to get rid of like either the Relief Society, or well, they wouldn't get rid. Of, if they were to get rid of Sunday School, they'd have to lay off two hundred people in Salt Lake, and they don't want to do that. There's the committees who approve the manuals and the people who edit the manuals, and the people who write the manuals. And,
1: yeah, and Most of them are probably related to the to the people who make the policies. I don't know.
5: While we're speaking of meetings, my heart goes out to all those of you that are going to meetings. I, I, I just remember church Sundays actually being gone away from my family for sometimes
0: more than eight hours. That's not uh, fun. So here's the Mormon expression recommendation for the 2013 edition: Cut out meetings. You don't need the quarterly priesthood leadership meetings, or whatever they're called. You don't need. You don't need ten hours of conference. You don't need um, two hours. You don't need three hours. You don't you need, need
1: all. Love, you don't need all the ward correlation <laughs> meetings.
0: You can you combine ward correlation and priesthood leadership anyway. Just these are just off the cuff. You can call me up if you need any more suggestions, guys.
5: <laughs> John at MormonExpression.com.
0: <laughs> all
2: right, any last minute thoughts? This is about the anniversary of the uh, unsolicited advice episode from last year. So yeah, it's And you know timely. what's great?
0: The the fountain of unsolicited advice between now between then and now has not stopped. Right. It just keeps it's a <laughs> gift that keeps giving. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, as always, the discussion continues over on the webpage or in your own copy of the 2010 Handbook of Instructions, for that matter. Um, And you can uh, send us a message at mail at mormonexpression.com. Thanks, everybody.
1: Good night. Good night.
4: Good night.
0: Good night.